We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's try that again. Welcome to the Jack Ramsey's postgame show. I am your host, Danny Morang. And that was a disaster. And I guess the question you have to ask now is, is that the low point? Because if it gets worse than this, man. <whistles> Andrew, can we cuss here? Listen, I, just keep it to a minimum. It's kind of my thing. I mean, even I lose my shit, so. <sighs> I, I don't want to do this where it's like me going, see, I told you, I told you, I told you, because that's not what this is, but the vibes of this team sucked. Sucked. Sucked so hard coming into the season. It, it was just awful. And it was like, oh, no, 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 no. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And no. No, it's not. It's not fine. It's not okay. I've seen a lot of, like, oh, they look like a lottery team. They don't look like a playoff team. No, here's the thing. Like, they have enough talent to beat anybody in the league, so they actually aren't going to bottom out. It's It's toxic. That's what this is. It's toxic as hell. And you see this almost always with teams in these kind of situations that have run their course. It's just, it's going to bridge out. Even the best teams in NBA history, even the best teams in NBA history, run their course. Granted, it's all going to be slanted towards pro-Michael Jordan propaganda. Go watch that last dance with Michael Jordan. They were winning at a level unprecedented. And still guys want theirs. So if you're not winning, and you're still together, and you've got personal motivations, like contracts, and again, here, here's the thing. I don't get mad about guys in contract years. You, something you have to deal with. Something you have to work around. But it's probably suboptimal to have a bunch of guys at different positions in contract years at the same time. 
Just saying. Just saying. Let's do a quick breakdown of the game, and then we'll move past the game. Uh, the first quarter was 38-23 Boston, but that doesn't even tell the story of how awful the Portland Trailblazers were. The Celtics, I believe, hit 12 of their first 13 shots, put them up by 17 in under nine minutes of play. It was a shit show of epic proportions in under 10 minutes. Listen, if I guess if you're going to be successful, successfully sucking, that's how you do it. Uh, we had John Corrales on uh, pregame. And him and I were talking before we went on air. I was like, listen, man, I know Boston's struggle struggling shooting. If they're willing to work even this much, just a smidgen for their shots, they will get whatever they want. Whatever they want. Turns out they didn't even have to work for them to start the game. They just walked into shot after shot after shot. Portland was just miserable getting back in transition. Uh Jason Tatum, who over his last five games coming into tonight, was averaging 38 and 4, shooting, was it 57, 62, 87? Just otherworldly good. Um, but everybody else hit too. That was the terrifying thing, is everybody else hit too. The Celtics end up hitting 21 threes, shoot 57%, which means. They actually, I saw somebody from the Celtics say that had they not, had Peyton not missed those last couple, they would have set the record for most made and highest percentage. So, it was really bad. They ended up shooting 57% from three and 21 of 37, 56% from the floor and 89.7% from the free throw line, thoroughly beating the ever-living hell out of the Blazers on every single level. CJ McCollum, 8 of 21. Uh, his first quarter was some of the worst basketball I've ever seen him play. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. tried to do some things. Um, Decision-making was a little weird. Nurk was really good scoring, and then he was awful everywhere else. Powell gave a damn, but appeared uh, his mask was really bothering him. Cove tried to actually get some things done tonight. <sighs> Nance cared. Nance always cared. Oh, or Nance always cares. Uh, outside of that, man... Um. Yeah, Miguel Zamora. No, no, no. OKC take spotlight off us tonight. No, everybody's talking about it. You're gonna have this. You're gonna have spotlight on you anyways because Neil Olshay was fired. So, um, Eric Fennel says CJ was letting people in the lane all night. Yeah, no. This is this is a really, really, really bad CJ night. Like, cosmically bad. Um, let's go through real quick. Shout out Sean Hyken. He's got all of the quotes from from Chauncey here. I was reading them as we we're getting ready to launch the show. Uh, first of all, lack of pride, of course, that bothers me. If that doesn't bother you, there's something to, there's something going on. Sometimes it's not your night. Cool, it happens. And listen, I'm with Chauncey here. That's There's 82 games, man. It is a difficult thing mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, whatever the hell it is we want to talk about, to bring it for 82, even the best teams. You're going to have a couple of those where you don't have it. But tonight, Jesus there's a way I'm willing to lose, and that's not the way I'm willing to lose. It was embarrassing. And I saw somebody uh, screenshot, basically, all of Portland media, media saying embarrassing, sort of in some form or another, uh, up and down on Twitter tonight, all at the same time. I saw, I think it was uh, Richmond, Quick, Hiken, myself, and somebody else, like all at the same time, within like 30 seconds of each other. Um, Cody Franklin, Downer Danny's been officially been vindicated. I don't, I don't like that. 
like I I know I've got this this like stigma this persona or whatever and I I want to call out the stuff that I see I don't enjoy it God I've got something in my eye I don't enjoy it I don't enjoy it at all like I I I want this team to be good so bleeping bad I don't think people really understand and I don't think it's this is the worst yet there's there's still an opportunity for a blow up. That's the thing is, like, like the blow up hasn't happened. That's the thing. It's, it's interesting. Uh, Chauncey followed up with uh, competitive fire and pride. That's something you either have or you don't have. That's something you can't turn off and turn on. Uh, let's see. The young guys, they don't know the politics of the league, but it's something the vets should be teaching them. I was more mad at the starters for putting them in that situation. And real quick, I saw some people saying I was, I was, that, that, that uh, our comments about being embarrassing were directed at a young guy. No. No, I was not mad at Trenton Watford. I was not mad at Greg Brown Jr. or Greg Brown III. I was not mad at, at any of the kids at Ellaby. I was mad at the vets for putting them in that situation, for putting them in a position to know that you can't tolerate that shit. The vets shouldn't be out there having to do that because the veterans should have set the tone already before they left the court. That that clown and stuff, man. I'm not mad at the Celtics. The Blazers should have stopped that shit real quick, real quick. But nobody gave a damn. This is what I keep talking about: the empty box score stuff. Doesn't matter. It'll come back to bite you in the end. Like Larry Nance Jr. left a Cavs team that wasn't projected to be that good because he wanted to come chase a a, a playoff spot and be like playing meaningful basketball. He's looking at guys out there, chewing them out like, do you give a damn? Lamar and KC tonight, like in the final 30 seconds, were just belligerently railing on the team. And they were absolutely right. I saw somebody like, send Calabro into the locker room to chew their asses. Yeah. It is bad. This is, this is not what this team is supposed to be. That's that. That's why there's so much frustration. That's why there's so much consternation. This isn't a crappy team. For anybody who's ever heard me talk about this team, I have never said that this team was bad or that they were awful or they weren't going to be at least good. Instead, they made a funky Celtics team look like the best Celtics team of all time. The Blazers just gave up the second most points they've ever given up at home in regulation. The most points they've ever given up to the Celtics. It was, it was something. Uh, Hyken has has this thought, and it's something him and I have kicked around a ton over the last couple months. Uh, this Blazers team has a very 2015-16 Bulls feel to me, and for those of you who don't know, Hyken covered the Bulls when he was out there uh, at, at that point in time. Uh, management thought changing the coach alone, that was the Hoiberg changeover, uh, would fix everything, but in reality, this group has just been together a couple years too long. It's going, grown toxic. Yes. Yes. And this is <laughs> this is literally what I said four years ago about the, the Dame-CJ backcourt. I'm like, you, if you want to try it for a couple years, cool. I don't think it's going to work, but if not, you got to... <laughs> You got to branch off. You got to you got to go chase something else, right? You got to figure something else out because that's just not going to work. It's just it's not it's not good enough. And now, man, 
I never thought I would. I never thought it's. I guess it's not technically not really a Dame team with Dame out. But there's no leadership. You're, you're paying CJ McCollum to, to to be a number two, to be a guy who picks up the slack. Nope. Nope. I mean, just wow. Cantor went in there and did Cantor things. Excuse me, freedom. Freedom was a plus twenty nine for all of the can't play Cantor stuff. You know, you know what does play? Freedom. Freedom plays, ladies and gentlemen. Nine and fifteen plus twenty nine in twenty two minutes. Interestingly enough, in twenty minutes, six of nine from Yusuf Nurkic, eighteen and five, and a minus fifteen. Hmm. Again, the Blazers shot 47% from the field. They couldn't hit a three to save their life. It's not really shocking, considering that they're probably two best uh, explosive three-point shooters outside of C.J. McCollum, um, who struggled tonight, uh, and Ant and Dame didn't play. But Eric, uh, Danny, do you have any intel on why C.J. went to the locker room? I thought he got hit in the ribs. I haven't heard anything. I haven't checked my well, – I'll do it live. I'll see if there's anything. Uh, just a lot of questions on the, uh, okay. Yeah. Nothing on, uh, nothing on that. So yet, um, well, let me check and see if there's a press release. I didn't see anything yet. <sighs> Injuries, nothing new. So. I haven't seen anything about CJ yet. Um, I don't know, y'all. This is a this is a bad place. This this is the dark place. There's there's no 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 doubt about it. Um, Oconscious Dame is checked out. I don't blame him. I don't know if Dame is checked out. If you want me, you know what? Hold on. It's been a while. It's been a while. Let me. Uh, Painfully scorned my my skin. Oh, here we go. Tin foil hat time. Tin foil hat time. I don't think Dame is checked out. I think Dame just won maybe a bit of a power struggle. And now they're evaluating what the next steps are. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So, uh, there you go. Chauncey said CJ was hurt. His, his ribs are hurt. Um, he's getting an X-ray. So, um, but yeah, we'll go tinfoil hat and go. That's that's what I'm going for. Is Dame won the power struggle, and now let's let's go ahead and figure out what what the next steps are. Oh yeah, you. Yeah, y'all didn't know I had a tinfoil snapback? Don't get it twisted. That's right. Haven't used it in a little while. The dog, I think, has tried to chew on it a little bit. It just sits on the side. Um, it's actually quite painful, too. Like, cuts into my skin. Uh, t- <laughs> always keep the tinfoil hat on. No, I just keep it by me because, well, I mean, eh, it is what it is. <sighs> it's... What happens next? So, following up on the 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 Neil Olshay dismissal and the summarily, um, do they hire somebody else or not? And talking to somebody tonight, one person, one person is not convinced, but had a thought that Joe Cronin could write out the year. And he pointed out this simple thing. An interim GM once accomplished quite a bit for this Portland team. Doing the legwork for Damian Lillard, possibly trading a draft pick that turned into Damian Lillard. Or excuse me, trading a player for a draft pick that turned into Damian Lillard. One Chad Buchanan was an interim GM that got a lot done. Joe Cronin's been in the game for 16 years. He's not an idiot. And yes, Matt Hartman, the tinfoil hat does constitute legal protection for exceedingly hot takes. That's kind of the point. I can go a little bit weird, a little bit wild when I go with the tinfoil hat. Um, But what if Cronin is the guy? What if they ride him out for the end of the year? So, without getting into too much, I don't believe Tayshawn's going to be the guy, and I don't think it has anything to do with Tayshawn. I think it's some, some other underlying... Stuff there that, that Tayshawn has to take care of. Um, but I understand why like his, his name pops up in that regard. It's like, oh, okay, cool. That, that, that makes sense. Um, the other thought was, uh, excuse me, 
trying to remember all the names, uh, Eversley would require perhaps too much compensation, and the other one was Scott Perry is probably just going to try to leverage it into more money from the uh, uh, Knicks. So it's it is kind of crazy. I, you could say that uh, somebody said that that uh, I think Lamar said that um, Cronin should get the shot. Listen, within the organization, Joe's well liked. I've never heard anything bad about him. He's been with the team forever. Um, so, if they think he can do it, cool. I, I've I've always been told in the past that he likes kind of just working in the background, though. So, well, maybe I've got bad intel. But it is kind of what it is. But here's the thing. If Joe comes in and they pick him to be the guy, then cool. I don't care. Get the damn trade done. I, listen, Joe comes in just swinging. Cool. I'll put my hands up and be like, hey, big homie, go for it. <laughs> uh, my guess would Eversley be your pick. From what I have heard, who I have talked to, yes, Eversley be my pick. Because it kind of walks the the line of Ainge who's going to want full control, a truckload of money. And he's probably going to want to tear it down to the studs. We, uh, we talked about that in the pregame with uh, with John Corrales, who does uh, Locked on Celtics. Uh Eversley, while not being a number one all-time uh, GM as far as like being the number one guy, I he's been a number two, which is while well, a different job, does give him some background. He's got player great player relationships. It's it's one of those situations where you can just kind of go down the line. Brent Barry been working around the Spurs, doing a lot of different things. Like I'm not against it, but. Of all of the non-previous, like, full-time GM guys, he gets, I think he has the the straightest line, straightest path to the job. Uh, everybody keeps saying Ainge. I don't think Ainge is going to take it. I don't think I want Ainge just because I think he wants to tear it down. So, uh, anybody who trades CJ has my vote? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know. it. It's becoming clear, like, it... Somebody may need somebody may need to be traded just to you never want to do this. I, I say never, but the caveat of like I'm about to say this. You never want to trade somebody just to trade somebody to make a change, but by God, they need a change. They need a change in that locker room now. They need they need to bring in an asshole. Like Nance is is, is one, but I think they need another one. I, I they need something with some edge. I don't know, man. I, I'm going to have to go through and dig through and find somebody somewhere who has got that ability to just be that dude. Uh, Striker asks, how many more games until Larry starts? Yeah. I think after tonight, I think the starting lineup is going to have to change when Dame comes back. I think that's that's kind of the, the, the way this is going to have to go. Trying to, you can't overreact to one game. But the problem is, is that these games have been there all along. Uh, Eduardo says uh, Smart is in Marcus Smart. I, I've had a lot of people who have said suggested that, but it doesn't quite work money wise, nor does it work parts wise. Uh, also, Jesse Diaz says I summon Patrick Beverly, and I swear to God, if any of you ever somehow. Mentions Patrick Beverly on a team that I root for, I will end you. 
I don't think there's a, a manless earth that I enjoy playing basketball less than Patrick Beverly. <laughs> and that includes Carmelo Anthony. There's a redeeming quality in Carmelo. There's none in Patrick Beverly. Leslie asks, why do we keep trying three guards when Dame is out? Because they don't have forwards. That's why. <laughs> they tried... They tried to play Tony Snell over the last couple games, and the Tony Snell experiment did not work, which is why they only Snell only got 10 minutes tonight. It's it's just not it's not viable. It's not viable. Uh, real quick, just I wanted to hit on this, and again, not to toot my own horn, but more of like a overall underlying theme for the Portland Trailblazers. The two people that have been criticized are called the worst defenders on this team and, and Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons, and I've not played the last two games. What's happened to the Blazers' defense? Just real quick. Okay. Can we stop with the If just Dame played or if just Ant was a better defender? There's nobody on this team really that's a consistently good defender in this whole thing about Nurk being this great defender. Just big. He's had some moments where he has cared and been very good. He's also had some moments where he has been very bad. But that's kind of this team in a nutshell. The most consistent effort guy on this team was probably Nas and, and, and Norm, defensively. Ant probably falls next. Nance, I forgot to have him in there. And then Zeller. After that, that's it. Those are your effort guys defensively. As far as like guys that I consistently go, yeah, they're doing it. They're always doing it. Joey asks, could you see this team not making a move? Yes, I could. I could see them very easily saying, oh, we fired Neil. We'll figure it out in the summer. That's the terrifying. That's that's the oh shit scenario. Because I think if that happens, I think if you get to, if they don't move Damian Lillard by, or Damian Lillard, Freudian slip, if they don't move CJ McCollum by the deadline, Damian Lillard is gone. This sucks because they don't have the leverage now. They don't have any leverage now. Every team knows they have to make a change. This is why they had to, had to move C.J. McCollum this summer. Uh, Bryce is the very bad moments for Nurk are kind of behind him. It appears like he's playing before. No, he's not playing like before his injury. He's not. He's not nearly that impactful. It's just that he's so much better than the other guys that are awful. And he's the only guy who has, like, legitimate size on the team. That's why. It's it's just such a terrible place. Uh, Jacob Phillips, you think we wait until the deadline? I don't know. That's the thing. Is I, I don't know enough about Joe Cronin, like, other than, like, what I've been told. I not, not a ton of intel out there on guys who are like second, third, fourth chairs, uh, particularly on teams where you don't have. There's a clear number one when Neil was here, right? Like uh, in Chicago, Eversley is known as a very solid number two, but him and AK work very well together. Uh, overall, yes, this this team needs it needs something now. They may have blown past the, the the players only meeting. 
I think they. I think that's the case. I think they might have gone past it. I think they had an opportunity a couple weeks ago to to kind of do it. We're gonna go past the players only meeting to a locker room fight. Like you're gonna get some like Festus and CJ type stuff here. So, I don't know. I mean, like everybody talks about. Well, there's real accountability now. Chauncey's calling him out. How many games now have they called him out for? How many games has they called him out? How impactful has it been? Sucks, man. Sucks. Remember, they were they were gonna have all these home games. They were gonna win all these games, and things were gonna go well. And listen, I am I am not like I'm I'm in a weird place personally right now because anybody who knows me outside of the Blazers stuff, like I'm a huge USC fan, right? And the second they fired Clay Helton this year, I was like, boop, cool. Anything you do the rest of the season is gravy. Don't care. Watched a couple games here. Went sideways. Nope. Turn this shit off. With the Blazers, you've got a guy in his prime. You've got maybe, this is like, if, if USC had had like, you know, Reggie Bush and that defense, like let's say the 4 team just had a just dog shit coach and you're just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. They're wasting so much talent is a good year. If only they could get a transfer portal guy, they could, they could make some noise. But instead, it never was the coach and it was always about the talent. So you made a bunch of moves, but you didn't get the guys in that you needed to kind of get it done. And you put yourself in a stupid spot. Can the defense actually improve? Yes. Yes. The defense, the second most points they've ever given up at home in a regulation game. Yes. <laughs> the defense can improve. Um, and I don't think the season's over. I don't. That's what I'm saying is when I look at USC, I just tuned out. <laughs> Because you knew that it was going to take a long time to, to kind of build things back up and, and figure it all out. Firing Neil gave me a lot of hope and still gives me a lot of hope. Like, I came in tonight going, eh, it's not going to fix everything. I feel better about, like, the overarching... Yes, Mike, JT Daniels, you monster... <laughs> Transfer portal legend JT Daniels, um, but I came into to, into tonight's game and really with a different mindset, a paradigm shift of all right, Neil's gone. Let's take away from the ten thousand foot view, get back up to thirty thousand foot. What does it look like? Unless he says make a few trades and get a good draft pick, you can't do that now. You can't do that. They've passed that point. That needed to happen two or three years ago. If they were going to tank, they needed to tank. Like They're past that point. Bob says, dump the coach, get a real coach. Again, I don't think it's, I don't think it's coach. This, this whole thing of like, it's the coach, the coach, the coach, the coach, the coach. If it's this coach, why was it the last coach too? If it gets to another, if it gets to the third coach and it's the coach again, do you think maybe then you'll get it? It's not the coach. Flat out firing Neil's number one move. That's a good start. Yes, it is. And but the thing is, there's a tremendous amount of work to be done. It's just a lot.
don't know. What are you guys thinking? What are you feeling? Let me know. I'm, I'll, 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 I'll edit some of this stuff out in the podcast. Uh, just because I know listening to to me wait for you guys. I, I think it's probably the same. It's CJ, Nurk, it's Cove. Uh, is Roko better with the mask or without? I, I started having that conversation. Norm was clearly fighting the mask tonight. The fact that he went out there and played. Norm, Norm's kind of one of the bright spots this year outside of obviously uh, Ant and, and Nas. Norm going out there tonight after breaking his nose in practice just kind of shows you what kind of dude he is. He's a dude. I love that about him. Uh, Brady, what's your opinion, Danny, on Simmons and his personality to the current vibe of this team? I do believe a new situation could have fixed a lot. You know, sometimes two negatives can make a positive. You're moving out some stuff in in CJ and Nurk and Cove, and you get in Simmons and another forward and another big. Like, you do a massive overhaul. If things are still sideways, guess what you still have? You still have Damian Lillard, and you can rot- you can ask him if he wants to move on then. That's that's how I look at it. <sighs> Roll the dice, let Cronin make the move. Listen, if I, if they're gonna if if they're willing to let him make the moves, I'm cool with it. Um, hands off. If if he's going to trade CJ McCollum, let him trade him. I don't care. I don't care. I am I have reached the point of I don't care. Make a bloody move. I just there's just no reason to to do it otherwise. So, huh. I'll tell you what, I'm going to shut it off here just because we're going to have a ton more time tomorrow uh, for the mailbag pod. And I want to make sure Brandon's in on this without getting a bunch of other stuff kind of, you know, tossed aside. So do me a favor. I'm going to put the tweet up here in like two seconds. In fact, you know what, I will put it up right now. If you're on Twitter, um, get your questions in for the Jack Ramsey's mailbag pod tomorrow. Uh, I am posting it right now. Jack Ramsey's mailbag pod with at Brandon Sprague and I. Let the misery begin. Also, I spelled misery wrong. There you go. So, here's what I need you all to do. If you have questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, go to Twitter, on my Twitter account, Reply to the tweet. Get your questions in. We will record a long-form version of the Mailbag Pod tomorrow. Uh, we will f- kind of touch more on the Neil stuff, touch a little bit on tonight's game. Um, if you don't have Twitter, jackedramseys at gmail.com. Let's, let's go dive into the questions with, with Brandon, to just to get another, I don't know, point of view, just so I'm not sitting here belaboring the point over and over again, saying the same things. So, uh, we will record tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow night. Get your questions in. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. I will post a community post tomorrow afternoon outlining how we're going to do the live watch party stuff. So, uh, if you are a member, first of all, thank you. More than one person signing up was like, cool, I'm I'm awesome. I am swell. I cannot believe people really want to do this. This is awesome significantly more people signed up than that. And I cannot thank you all enough. That is just from the bottom of my heart. Truly. Thank you. I appreciate it. It is awesome. Um, again, I will post that tomorrow. If you have questions, comments, concerns, email Jack at gmail.com. 
on Twitter, at Danny Morang, at Jack Ramsey, and of course, at Brandon Sprague. You guys have a wonderful night. Try not to let this ruin your weekend. I know when I was younger, that's me a ton, so don't. And uh, we'll touch on a ton tomorrow afternoon. I'll drop it on Monday, uh, and we will have uh, basketball. We'll be back. That's the great thing about the NBA 82 games is that even when you get your ass kicked, there's another one right in the corner where you can get your ass kicked again. <laughs> uh, Miguel says, why can't I subscribe from the app? I don't know. I'll tell you what. I will, uh, I will post a link in the chat. Give me one second. Uh, I will post it in here in just a second, uh, but I will wrap us up here. Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. Not subscribe, but join the membership. There should be a shorthand link. I'll put a community, you know what, here, I'll put a community post up, um, after I, uh, get done with the podcast here. That way it makes it easier for anybody else who wants to see it. I'm rambling on right now just because it's kind of a weird night, but y'all have a good night. Talk soon. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.